the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. We got Jets, we got Colts, it's Thursday night football. Uh, maybe a two-finger pour on the tequila scale on this hashtag Tequila Thursday. The love juice has certainly got to be flowing for this one because I have a plethora of picks uh, to run through here, Lundy. But let's first lock in a selection on the side and a game score prediction. Uh, right now, pull the line from DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are favored by 10. So, Captain Hook, I'll be back, you mimates. Uh Not... In this spread, which it was yesterday, uh, but the total is at 45 and a half. So that's come down a half a yard compared to this time on Wednesday. So give me your thoughts here. Again, Colts laying 10, 45 and a half with the total. Give me a projection. What do you got? Uh, it might only be a two finger pour, but I think you're going to pour it multiple times. Um, <laughs> you know, so so the, the fingers start to add up is what I'm trying yes. to say here. Yeah, uh, I am actually going to say that Captain Hook uh, gets pushed to the side ever so slightly. Give me the Colts 30, the Jets 21. That's right, folks. I'm taking mm. the over mm. and I'm taking the Jets to cover. Uh, the Jets have actually hit the over in four straight games, and Indy's done it in four out of their last five. So let me see maybe some fireworks on a Thursday night. Yeah, I am not buying in those fireworks. I think they're going to be uh, oh, legit duds here. Sorry, speaking man. Of, speaking of fingers, you know, we could just blow a couple <laughs> off with some black cats or something. Oh, well, all right, JPP. Uh, you know, too soon? Uh, can we go there? Well, anyway. Uh, I am actually going to go with the under in this one, but I think the Jets are going to cover this sucker. Uh, I got it 23 to 13. So that's actually push. So if uh, Captain Hook does come back in, because I did lock this bet yesterday where the Jets were at 10 and a half, uh, then I would jump all over it. But I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. I think Mike White's going to come crashing, slamming back into the earth after his AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, rollout last week in which he went for 400 yards and you know a gazillion touchdowns in that game against Cincinnati. But I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair when it is all said and done. With that, bartender, pour us another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's get to some player props here. Let's start off uh, with the redhead himself. Is it going to be a fiery night for Carson Wentz? Uh, I say no in the pass yards category. Give me the under on 245.5 pass yards. uh, Minus 115. Pull this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, a handful of guys have gone over this number against the Jets this season. Sam Darnold went for 279. Ryan Tannehill, 298. Matt Ryan, 342. Mac Jones, 307. And Joe Burrow at 259. So you can throw on them occasionally, but really the primary weakness of this Jets defense is up front. Uh, They have given up a massive 165.0 total yards per game to the running back position. I think Wentz is going to be more game manager. He'll take his occasional deep shots uh, with Michael Pittman down the field, uh, but you got no T.Y. Hilton in this game. Uh, so Zach Pascal is going to be your number two wide receiver. You got some Mo Alec Cox mixed in there. Uh, I just don't think the volume is necessarily going to be there, which should be a ground-and-pound approach by Frank Reich. So in the end, I think the under on 245-and-a-half hits, I think he's going to be right around 235 to 240 in the box score. So, Lundy, fade or follow the Red Baron, Carson Wentz, under 245.5 pass yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. 
Well, in 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 truth, I would pass on this because I think the number is really well set. But for purposes of the pod, I will kick things off on a Thursday with a two finger pour and fade you, good sir. Mm, I think Wentz. I think Wentz is going to creep just barely over this number. So the same way that you said you think he winds up at 235, 240, I think he finishes at like 250, 255. So I think he's going to just barely creep over this, although I think it's a really well-set number, which is why, in general, I would probably pass. But uh, you don't let me do that on this podcast. I have to actually pick a side, uh, so I will side against you to kick things off. Oh, boy. Already divided. Will the streak continue? Number four. All right, we got a low threshold offering here, and we're going to stick with the Colts. Naheem Hines, the second fiddle to one Jonathan Taylor in this backfield for Indianapolis. Uh, I got it at 11 and a half receiving yards. It's what it's still at right now in FanDuel and DraftKings. If you shop around, some books, uh, MGM, uh, namely points bets, another one, uh, has a line at 10 and a half. Hopefully that one yard uh, will not make a damn bit of difference, but I'm still taking the over on 11 and a half receiving yards. Uh, pull this one from FanDuel at minus 114. You look at Hines. He's averaging 12.8 routes run per game. He's averaging 19.1 receiving yards per contest, 3.6 targets per game. So, you know, well north of this line is his average. Uh, I know he's only been over this number once in his last four, but he's gone over this four times this season. And the biggest area of susceptibility for this Jets defense is in the flat. It's indisputable. It's an arguable, uh, and really their performance is inexcusable, Lundy, because they've allowed 7.3 receptions and 70.4 receiving yards per game just to running backs. 10 RBs have gone over this number, and then Kynes and definitely to a certain extent, John the Taylor will add their name to the list. So fade or follow, Naheem Hines. Over 11.5, 10.5, it doesn't matter. Receiving yards. Get in. I pulled this one. Minus 114 at FanDuel. Uh, yes, I'm going to follow on this one. Again, low threshold, despite the fact that he hasn't uh, done it necessarily in in uh, trending fashion for the last few weeks. But this is the vulnerability of the Jets. My bonus time, I'll tell you right now, take the over on Hines. Take the over on the receiving yards for Jonathan Taylor as mm, well, yeah. which has which has dipped, by the way, down to 16 and a half uh, for Jonathan Taylor. So uh, I saw it as high as 18 and a half, yep. I believe, this week. So the fact that it's already down to 16 and a half, you're seeing, as you just pointed out, you're seeing Hines down to like 10 and a half. Folks, take both of them. Um, if you're doing a same game parlay, which I know we'll talk about in bonus time, you can also, you know, you can finagle that number a little bit. But I like the over for both of these guys. And Brad, it's part of the reason that I faded you on Wentz. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Well, look, it could, it could be a one-play payday for both the running backs. I just hope uh, Jonathan Taylor doesn't have, like, another 80-yarder like he did against the Ravens a couple of games ago. Uh, then I will be screwed on that under for Wentz on the pass yards prop. Number three. All right, marching on. And again, sticking with the Colts team here, Michael Pittman, who has been a breakout sensation so far this year. Uh, the total on receiving yards is 67 and a half. I locked this in at DraftKings at minus 115, and I'm taking the under on this. Only three wide receivers have hit the 70-yard mark against the Jets this season. Why? Because everybody's running on them or just dumping it off in the flat to the running backs, as we just discussed. Uh, the Jets have given up 
7.69 in terms of pass yards per attempt. And Pittman, though, uh, he has been over on half of his games this season and under in the other half. Uh, he does get Bryce Hall in coverage, which is a friendly matchup. He's given up a 101.7 passer rating and a pair of touchdowns. My preference, if you're going to wager on anything, Michael Pittman, if you don't like unders, is an anytime touchdown at plus 120. We talked about that on yesterday's Faith the Noise podcast. But for the sake of this exercise, again, I am under on 67 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to hug that line, just kiss, little smooch at 60 yards and not get much more than that. So fade or follow that under 67 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. You know, Brad, a true story. Uh, I went to the dentist yesterday for the first time in nearly two years, uh, thanks to the pandemic. Uh, And and basically, like my gums, everything is sore this morning. And I think that's playing into my mood. I'm going to fade you again. Uh, So (laughs) I'm going to fade you on this one again. This comes down. Th- I'm 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 correlating. I'm correlating here. Synergize. I'm correlating Bring it with together. the fact. Uh, if if I think that Wenz is going to get to that 250 yard mark, which is why I faded you right out of the gate, then I've got to be able to believe that Michael Pittman's going to contribute to that. Maybe with a long catch that gets you the majority of this, um, uh, you know, in one chunk. So I'm going to fade you again. But again, it's because. I'm putting those two things together. If I think Wentz is going to get there, then Pittman's going to have to be a part of it. And yes, as we talked about already this week, uh, really like the Pittman anytime touchdown pick. Yeah, all right. Hopefully Pittman uh, will not royally screw me on this one, but uh, we'll score us some cash on the six. Stick around for our top picks on Thursday night football, including a nine-leg same game parlay. Oh, you heard that correctly. Stick around for that. And bonus time. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's continue to march on here on the pod today. And let's go to the Jets side of things. I don't care really about anybody in this game. Like, I, I know a lot of people are all aboard the Mike White bandwagon. He's the greatest thing since Vinny Testaverde, Joe Namath, you name it, uh, at quarterback for the Jets. Uh, I kind of tempted to take the under on his pass yards, but I'm actually going to stay away. The one guy, however, I'm being seduced by the juice on is Michael Carter, and I'm taking the over on four and a half receptions. Uh, it's all the way up to plus 110 right now at DraftKings. Uh, why? Well, Carter has seen 29% of the team's target share over the last couple of games with Mike White at the helm. 23 total targets, 17 catches. He has turned those looks into for uh, a hefty sum through the air, 67 receiving yards and 95 receiving yards. Uh, over that two-game stretch. Indianapolis has given up just four catches per game and 33 receiving yards per game to the running back position. Uh, But I think Carter is going to be able to creep on the over on this four and a half because that's what Mike White does. He is a check down du jour, and I think that narrative is going to play out in the flat once again. So at plus odds, I can't resist it. Fade or follow, are you going to get Carter on the over? Four and a half catches plus 110 at DraftKings. Oh, my fantasy team says over, over, over. <laughs> yes, uh, because we need some love out of uh, Michael Carter as I start to lose uh, players left and right uh, from my normal uh, starting lineup. Uh, so, yes, we're going to take the over on this one. We're going to get seduced by the positive juice and the fact that it will be checked down, Charlie. So, yes, I'm all about this one. I think he gets uh, I think he gets at least five catches. So, yes, I'll take the over without a doubt. All right, get enraptured, get enveloped, get seduced by that Carter 
juice. Number one. All right, my top pick here on Thursday Night Football, and this is where I got the line at, and I will uh, sit on the fence uh, for the new number, but I took the under on 18-and-a-half rush attempts for Jonathan Taylor, a minus 114 at FanDuel. The number is a slid down to 17-and-a-half. I would still lean slightly under there. Look, Lundy, he is only registered 18 attempts or more in a game one time this season. His high watermark in rush attempts in a single contest is 18. So Frank Reich is putting a cap on Taylor, not getting him, you know, 20 carries in a game. He is their quote-unquote workhorse, uh, but he has seen, you know, pretty vigorous workload in the pass game. Uh, it's pretty much good for, you know, two to four receptions every single week. You know, I think he's going to end up with around 18, 19, 20 total touches in this game, but I don't think the attempts are going to be there. Look, if the Jets get blown out, which I think is a distinct possibility, I mean, again, the, the line here is 10. I think you're going to see a little bit more Marlon Mack late in the game, Naheem Hines as well, uh, resting Jonathan Taylor on a week in which he has short rest. Uh, I like him tremendously. I like him on the over combined yardage. I got it at 103 and a half uh, because he is a picture of efficiency RB4, yards of the contact per attempt, top 10 in missed tackle percentage. And as I mentioned before, the Jets give it up 165.0 total yards per game to the running back position. I just don't think he is going to set a new benchmark this season and rush attempts in a single game. So again, under 18 and a half grips for Jonathan Taylor in this one minus 114 at FanDuel fade or follow yeah not a fan of the new number but I'll, I, I'm I'm com- I like your 18 and a half not a fan of the 17 and a half where it sits right now so this is another one where you managed to grab it earlier in the week that was good uh so I'll, I'll follow you on the 18 and a half I'm not touching that <laughs> I'm not touching that <laughs> 17 and a half brother it is uh, a tough that, number uh, what about catches a- would you take the over on the two and a half then for him Yes, I would, um, because again, I'm correlating back to those receiving yards. Um, I, you know, and, and I think the other part, honestly, I know we joke about it being Tequila Thursday and all that kind of stuff, but I'm also trying to make this damn game interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to have some fun with this one, which means I am searching for some player props. So yes, the two and a half catches, and we're going to get another receptions prop showing up here in bonus time. Oh, what a tease and a perfect little segue, because it is indeed bonus time, Lundy. I'll give you the floor. Because, again, I have a nine-leg yeah. same-game parlay i got to rattle off. Yeah, I'm going to have time later here in the pod to go make myself another cup of coffee uh, <laughs> while you while you pull that off. First of all, a reminder for folks that weren't with us yesterday, we're both on Louisiana minus the 12 yes. in some college football tonight. I want to remind everybody of that in case you didn't hear yesterday's pod. Uh, on the ice tonight, take Calgary on the money line uh, against Dallas. Now, bonus time for Thursday night football. I am going with the uh, return of the Mac, as in M-A-C, yes. Mo Alley Cox. I've oh. got a handful of props for you here. Uh, first of all, I like his over in his receiving yards. I got it at 22 and a half. It's now at 24 and a half, by the way. But he has gone over in four out of his last five games. Yes, I know he had a goose egg the last time out against Tennessee. Don't care. I think he gets back on the horse. And six tight ends have gone over this number against the Jets in the last three games. Not this season. In the last three games, six dudes wow. have gone over this number against the Jets. So I really like this line with Mo Alley Cox, which means correlate, correlate, correlate. Uh, if you take his over on his receptions, which is at two and a half, Brad, it's plus 
120 <clears throat> for him to get at least three catches. And so I am going to follow the script. I'm going to follow the fact that the Jets suck against the tight end position. And I'm going to go with Mo Alley-Cox on uh, both of those. And we already talked about what I was going to throw out there, which is the Jonathan Taylor receiving yards uh, and the Michael Pittman anytime touchdown. So those also pop in there. But please, sir, uh, let me go take a nap while you organize your nine-leg same-game parlay. Yeah, and you might want to play this at uh, .5 speed if you uh, you know got your iPhone here on this podcast because uh, you're going to have to jot all this down. So it's nine legs. Uh, it pays seven to one odds. And you know what I love to do with these same-game parlays? My strategy is low-threshold, realistic bets. Uh, I know there are a lot of people out there that put these together, and they're like chasing – uh, the moon and saying, oh, yeah, well, uh, I've got this seven-legger. It's going to pay me 50 to one, and you never really hit it because uh, nobody does. There's a reason why it has long odds. So my strategy is to come in, string a bunch of low-threshold wagers together, and hopefully hit in the end because it's believable. So here we go. Leg number one on this nine-legger at plus 700. Put this together at DraftKings. Carson Wentz, one TD pass, Okay. He's got uh, two TD passes in five straight games. Jonathan Taylor over 69 and a half rush yards. Carson Wentz over seven rush yards, or it has to get at least seven, so it could be seven or more. Jonathan Taylor over four and a half receiving yards. Michael Carter three plus catches. Ty Johnson two plus catches. Michael Carter over 19 and a half receiving yards. Michael Pittman under 84 and a half receiving yards. And Naheem Hines eight plus receiving yards. There you go. That's a nine-leg same-game parlay at plus 700. Anything, in your opinion, out of that group, you're like, I don't know, man. I think that one's going to screw you over. Is it Wentz rush yards at seven? Um, it, that actually was the one that I went, ooh, seven. Like, that just seems like such a strange number to try to get to. And you worry <laughs> about, you know, look, I worry about crap like kneel downs. I worry about yeah. all that kind of yeah. stuff happening. Uh, happen. About that kind of stuff happening late. So, yes, it, it it is actually, even as I was jotting some notes down as you were doing this, because this is, you know, Brad and I don't compare notes before we do the pod. This is the first time I've heard this uh, nine-legger. That was the one that I went, ooh, okay, that might be the one. <laughs> that might be the one that, that is the hiccup. Yeah, like uh, Marlon Mack, Return of the Mack, or uh, Moali Cox. You lied to me. Uh, that's yes. exactly what Carson Wentz is about to do. So hopefully he gets a scramble. And, yes, I will be sweating out the Neil Downs if, indeed, Indianapolis has a sizable lead late this game. Maybe they get they blow him out and we get the backup trotting in, whoever the hell that is right now uh, with the Colts. But, uh, well, we'll see what happens tonight. Maybe I'll hit it, and more likely I won't. But the tequila will be flowing no matter what. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review. It really helps out this broadcast tremendously. And as always, until next time, which is Football Friday, my favorite part of the week, feed or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.